Troops, here we are again. It's Thursday night. That means one thing. It's another Eagle podcast, and I'm joined tonight. Again, more epic guests coming on. And tonight I'm joined by Alex Miller from Beyond Adventure. Alex, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm good, man. Thanks. Thanks for having us on, mate. Appreciate it. No, it's uh, it's brilliant. I've been aware of you for a very long time, and obviously we've become uh, muckers on sort of Instagram and uh, Facey B and all them other platforms uh, and sort of interested in your story. Um, Beyond, let's talk Beyond. Yeah. yeah Go for it. Um, so what do you want to know? Just a bit of an overview? Um, so for those who don't know, um, my personal view is the outdoor industry is stuck in an old way of thinking and what Beyond is, it is the Netflix of the now do you know what I mean? It's 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 going to become the place I I believe. Yeah, you very yeah you know you you're right mate. It will be, um. But so like a really broad overview. Beyond is essentially a platform for adventure. Um, we've created a platform that links adventure providers with adventure seekers all over the UK. So amazing. sort of an aggregation of loads of different amazing niche bespoke human powered adventures. Uh, anything from hiking, biking, climbing, canoeing, kayaking, stand-up paddleboarding, co-steering, bushcraft, wild camping. Wow. Uh, there's a ton of different adventures on there, um, all from uh, locally sourced or sourced and amazing guides. You know, We only work with the best guides and we only work with vetted guides who we've checked their insurance and the documents and all that sort of stuff. Um, we've got over 100 guides that use the platform at the minute. Well, uh, we've got about 306, I think, six. Yeah, we went from 305 to 306 today. Um, adventures on the platform, which is sort of the largest um, collection of adventures in the whole of the UK. Nobody else has got that many uh, from uh, that many different places. Um, so it's, it's really good fun to work on. Um, it's almost not like work because it's, <laughs> for me, it's AT, you know, it's yeah, yeah. going on the adventures every single day, but. Um, it's working with um, adventures and things that are close to my heart, so it's really easy to work on, if that makes sense. Um, there's there's three of us who run it, uh, so yeah. it's a small team of, of sort of you know five um, in total, but the the core team is three co-founders: myself, Anthony, our CTO, he's our developer, really talented guy. He's got the whole Beyond website. If anyone checks it out from scratch, in yeah. um, with with a little bit of help here and there with parts but um the main bulk of it is all from straight from his head he's he's a really talented guy um and we have the co-founder oscar he's our ceo um it was his idea originally yeah um, and it sort of comes from his um he was working in london um and you know he was a, a big bodybuilder and a gym goer and he he basically couldn't um he found it really hard to find all these amazing outdoor activities that we know are out there. Like mm -hmm. they're out there. You, they're just really difficult to find, whether it's hard to find on Google, people don't have websites, people struggle to get, struggle to get that exposure uh, online mm -hmm. and actually reaching customers and clients. So that's where the actual idea came from. He just wanted to be able to find adventure and outdoor activities as easily as possible. And a marketplace of adventure offers a really good um, way of doing that. And, bringing a fragmented industry together um, for all sorts of different reasons. And that's what we try and do is um, make adventure accessible for everybody because it's often seen as, um, 
you know, elitist. adventures. Yeah, elitist, and this, it's absolutely not. It's for everybody, whether you're um, sleeping in a tent with the kids in the garden or you're going to walk after work. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be skydiving um, mountain. Yeah. It can be whatever it has to be. And how are you finding um, approaching outdoor providers? What's the initial sort of feeling? Are they warm to it? Are they sort of like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. They, obviously, um, obviously, I'm speaking from from me coming into doing um, outdoor stuff as like a rough ass council estate lad. And when I mean elitist, I mean sort of middle middle class people have tended to do, you know, the upper echelons of outdoor um, AT. And all of a sudden they've got like, oh, are you on Instagram? Oh, no, I wouldn't be on Instagram. Do you know what I mean? And all of a sudden what they don't realize is, is the carpet is getting pulled out from underneath the feet. And it doesn't yeah. matter how hard they press down that carpet is coming out. And um, that's why I think Bianca is is a great idea and a great platform. And going back to what I said, you'd be getting people who are really receptive and people who are like, no thanks. How would you deal with it? I mean, um, the the overall consensus, everybody's a little bit different with their own, um, not issues, but their own points that they want to ask about it and make sure we're doing things the right way. Mm -hmm. But when I'm talking to guides and outdoor leaders, um, it's it's a really strong proposition. It, it makes sense for them, uh, and you know they they really love it. I'm yet to have a conversation where somebody hates it or they can see anything glaringly wrong with it that we're doing. Um, yeah. Usually, it's it, they're all really easy conversations to have because of the way that we've um, set everything up. Basically, so we've set yeah, it yeah. the way that um, it makes sense for them. It makes sense for us, and we have to put in the work to try and earn that their trust with them and show them that we're um you know almost not like everybody else we're you know doing things a little bit differently we have their best interests at heart and so like talking to guides about it is really easy or outdoor leaders should i say is really simple it's really easy and they really like it because you know we're we're honest in what we do yeah i mean i obviously i've had a good look around the website and there's some absolute 10 out of 10 you know it's almost like you've gone right who's the niche in that area we're going to go to that bloke or a woman and you know it's almost like you've got it reminds me of a wwf locker room do you know what i mean like everyone's a character do you know what i mean like that's the way i sort of see it everyone's like got something about them like i've seen no vanilla characters and i'm like i see i can see why they've chose that person i can see why that person's been approached have you got like a certain what do you do just scour like the websites and, and Instagram and stuff and think who's doing what or do they, how do you find people? I mean, it's always, we find them, well, not always online, but you know, the majority of the time we'll find them on, or I'll find them um, an outdoor provider online. Um, but it really depends on um, what our focuses are, our short term focuses are um, mm-hmm. or expanding our uh, range of adventures. Yeah. So, um, you know, we know that, um, say we you know we think that we're we don't have enough adventures in say um island which we don't at the minute because you know we're we're focusing ourselves in the mainland yeah Uh, but you know if we we say you know we we don't think we're um we we have enough adventures over there then that's where i'll focus uh, my attention and go look there and literally just find absolutely everybody who we think is a good fit for us yeah. and I'll grab all of their information and try and learn a little bit about them, learn about what makes them tick, learn about, yeah. you know, cause by now I understand what, um, when, you know, I, and not that guys 
do, but I can understand the ones that really um, it means something to them in the messaging they use on their website and the stuff that they put out there. And you can really tell who are the genuine ones and mm. not that there isn't many that aren't, but you can really tell when people are. Um, and we always talk to guides, you know, and we never try and force it. So it has to work. There's no point in fitting no, a no. square peg in a round hole. It has to work for them and it has to work for us. So all we do is um, reach out to them. And if you want to have a chat about it and see if it works um, and then get to know them on the phone, just spend an hour on the phone having a chat about it, see if it's going to work for them, if it's going to work for us. If we like, um, if I like what they're talking about and if they like what we're talking about, then then it will make sense and we'll go and do it. But it's very um, location or activity based is how we find the um, adventures. No, it has to be. There's no other way to do it, really. No, fair enough. And recently you went to the Keswick Mountain Festival. How was that? It was really good. We had a really good time. Um, I think uh, Oscar went up and did the 25k mountain run. Um, I think he got an all right time for that. Um, he did that just coming off the back of the London Marathon dressing. Yeah, it's just, let's. Yeah, sorry. Before we go into that, um, for those who don't know, Oscar, because the London Marathon's a bit bookshy, um, decided uh, <laughs> I'm going to add a bit more spice. Um, obviously, he ran round uh, that in a tent. Uh, do you want to sort of touch on that? Why he did it and sort of what the goal was? Yeah, yeah. So it, it is right. So Oscar's. I say he isn't human. Um, <laughs> he is. He is a bit of an animal with, yeah. with his, like, he's, he is ridiculous, um, sort of team GB, two athlete. Um, yeah. And he can, and yeah, so he, I don't think he's run, eight, I think he's run a lot of ultramarathons before, um, an Ironman, but um, I don't think he's run the London Marathon before and he wants to do it for a charitable cause and sort of yeah. tie into what we're doing with Beyond. Yeah. Um, and got in touch with the Outward Bound Trust, which is obviously a really good charity and an organisation that yeah. a lot, they have a lot of similar values as we do at Bianc. Yeah. So it made sense to raise some money for them. Um, and he decided to uh, run the London Marathon wearing a full two-man, um, I can't remember what the, uh, what the brand was, a full two-man tent with poles, ground sheet, um, cut a hole in the top, put um, a ultramarathon bag on the... Um, yeah, holes, and then just wore that, and did a couple. Well, did quite a few, um, uh, like half marathons and ten k's leading up to it, um, and then smashed it out what on the block. And I think he got something like three hours fifty seven minutes dressed <laughs> yeah. in a wearing a two man thing, which is ridiculously quick. Yeah, it is. Like that it's must, normal, must but... be, yeah, it must be a record. So that's fair play to Oscar. That's uh, that's it. Must have been warm in that tent. Crew. Yeah, well, he said by by well he. Yeah, so he does hold the Guinness Book of World Record for the fastest marathon dressed as a tent. So he's a <laughs> world record holder. Um, and about mile 18, he sort of had seizures because he had spread out all of his, um, all of his salt. There was nothing left because it was like a sauna. Yeah, um, salt. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, is that what he had, salt? Lack of salt? Yeah, lack of salt. It just got him because it was literally yeah. cooked in this tent. By yeah. mile 18, he had nothing left in him and... This this will re- resonate with you. I once got cramp um, back in the army days, and then the PTI shouted at me, "What's wrong with you?" And I replied, "I've got cramp stuff." And he went, "Bad bad admin, eat more salt." Yes, accountability came home straight away. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah. Eat more salt. Wow. So yeah, um, yeah, we, <laughs> that's funny, man. So yeah, we had a good time at uh, Keswick. Um, he yeah. went and did that, and there were some cool people there. Um, so went and I had a chat with all them. And that was really good. There was a couple of our friends there who we know and work with with Bianca anyway, so it was good to yeah. see. 
and and we saw yeah Bez Bez was there wasn't he on stage, which was a bit weird. Bez, Bez on Happy Mondays, yeah. Wow, I didn't have I wouldn't have him down as um yeah as Kingdom no, of Keswick going, and we were we stood there just having a pint, just enjoying the music, and yeah, you just uh, you twisting my melon man coming on, <laughs> and out comes Bez with his maracas. <laughs> <laughs> which was really a little bit surreal in the middle of with cat bells in the background. Yeah, wow. And then, yeah, he just sort of shook his maracas for five minutes and then he walked off and went. Cheers, cheers. And the thing is, the organisers of Keswick, they didn't even know he was coming either. He just, <laughs> he just came on and did it. He was just up for a, for the festival. He, he was just up for the crack. Yeah. He was good well, and went, went and listened to um, Jamie Forrest, the mountain yeah. man. Yeah. Um, and you know he he spoke and met him. We've spoken to him before a little bit, and it was really good to to have a chat with him and get to meet him. And then the next yeah. day, we went maybe had a couple of jars in Keswick that night, and then yeah, yeah went up Walla Crag the next day, which was really nice. So it was good. Yeah, I've, I've met Jamie Kim, uh, him and his uh, him and his girlfriend Kim uh, mm. Adventure Nick. I hope I'm saying that right on Insta. Yeah. Um, they came to Blencathra and was like, they were massive supporters of that project. So like, yeah, he's a top fella and they're just on smashing all them on rows at the moment. So yeah, well, they're um, out, I think he's out in uh, Norway at the minute. Yeah. That's not a bad life, is it? Do you know what I mean? I, I, I sort of watch that and I think, wow, that's the dream, isn't it? Just sort of one minute you're doing them on rows and next minute you're, you're, you're in Norway doing, doing wet and dry drills. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> getting beasted by some Royals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, getting, getting, getting hammered. Um, yeah. How, I suppose, is is the is the dream next year to take the whole Beyond Beyond team to the Keswick Mountain Festival and set up like a massive sort of exped demo. This is who we are, you know, like proper dominate the ground. Yeah, so we were going to this year. That's why we went actually. Yeah, we going to go with a stall um, and be an uh, exhibitor, um, yeah. but it was just too short notice. You know, we didn't have any. For it, um, we're so busy at our end, um, to do that, and the, we just couldn't plan for it. We could turn up and do, it and you know, kind of get a benefit of it, but, um, but yeah, next year I think we'll definitely be there, and we'll definitely have a stall and be able to get some like free activities, bring some guides along, and do all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there in, in the years to come for sure. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's very very popular, and I'm surprised um, that it that it actually happens because I. Keswick's sort of like one of those sort of weird places. I call it the kingdom of Keswick because mm. it's like very, very set in its ways. <laughs> it's like the kingdom. That's the, <laughs> north of um, Winterfell. Yeah, it, it is its own little settlement. And like there's certain rules that you have to sort of, you know, ask for. Um, it's like you can visit, but if you think about staying, fella, um, you know, we'll have to have a conversation about wealth um, yeah, and bloodlines. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I'm not a, just ditch on Keswick. Um, it's got really good shops, um, but uh, no, it's uh, it's good. I, I want to get along to this Keswick Mountain Festival, and if it's next year with like a super beyond dominate the ground free power style T-shirt sort of job, then I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll be uh, yeah. I'll be all I'll be all over it uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, where does Beyond do most of its advertising, and how do you advertise? Um, so I mean, we do it online obviously right. yeah that's that, that's where we are that's the nature of our business we've got um loads of different channels that it goes down um, yeah i won't go too much into them it's my whole life but um, yeah. <laughs> you know that's what i do on a friday night is is that is researching where we can get it best but um online obviously um there's loads of traditional things like mm-hmm. 
like AdWords, newsletters, social. Um, you know, there's there's absolutely tons of places it can go. Partnerships online, offline, and mm. um, the majority of our activities are all all based online. And, and obviously, um, we, we spoke today, but you're coming to the um, Facebook social media event next week in in London. Yeah, um, I'm really excited about that. Um, I think what Scott Johnson's done here, somehow managing to get a partnership going there and sort of um, veteran on UK affiliate going is very, very special. And, and, and I'm sort of, you know, selling, selling me TVs and all sorts just to raise enough funds to get, to, to get down there to the big smoke. Um, what are you looking to gain from it as from yourself and from like being a, a beyond what you're hoping to gain? Um, I think, I mean, you're not going to go there, not you, but I think anyone's not going to mm. go there and, and sort of have a crash course in Facebook advertising. There'll be certain amounts there yeah, um, but I don't think it's going to be you know anything in depth, crazy like that. So I think that the main thing that I, personally I get from it is just um, just that network, just having that um, all those veteran business owners um, mm. in one place and just getting to know people and people that are local to me in London. Yeah, you know, that's a really big thing. I moved down here, sold you know everything, left my job in the army, came down here to work on this full time. Um, wow. So for me, like that whole network of not only business owners but i'm sure there's going to be some crossover with bionk and business owners yeah, definitely. also to be veteran um veteran owned or maybe if they're still in uh, that that's a really big thing and you know that's a really good support network um that you know you can't just you can't just miss an opportunity to sort of say hello and meet some new people uh, I, i'm super excited by it and uh, i'm bringing the eagle with me 100 percent. yeah 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 <laughs> Me and Sergeant Squawks coming down to uh, tear the place up and that, get amongst it. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. He, he literally comes everywhere with me, mate. Um, people are, is it a bit weird that a, a grown man's got a cuddly tie? I'm like, I know, yeah, I was going to say, you know, people uh, are probably still like, what's that bloke doing that toy? Yeah, yeah, like it, it does get a bit like that. Um, but hey, it's it, that's the thing now, do you know what I mean? That's the gimmick, so you have to stay strong. Um, a question I asked last week and a question I'm, I've, I've been asking for a while. Um, is the MOD missing out on the great network that is veteran-owned UK? And could it incorporate it more into its own Navy, Army, Air Force, uh, Marines, etc.? What do you think? What do you take? Yeah, 100%. They're definitely missing a trick. The, the, the amount of people... So um, self-employment and entrepreneurship has always been big in the military. It's not really a new thing. Um, not. But it's increased massively, um, bec- and I think that is because of the way that the military sets you up in your mindset. Um, yeah. you, know, you, you know, you can rely on yourself and some yeah. tiny group of people, and this lifestyle leads towards that. Um, but the reason it's definitely increased, um, so it's always been there, but it's definitely on the up and increased. Um, but that's because obviously now people can remote work. You can, you know, start yeah. everything. You can work on a powerful laptop. You can do everything from in the block if you need to. And you can yeah. set up a, a year, a couple of years before you, um, before you get out. So you can get out um, and hit the ground with your feet already running and take off. Um, yeah. But they're definitely missing out on it um, because they have old school, really. Obviously, it's such a large organization. It moves so slowly. Yeah, um, yeah. But even to have like, I think there should be a lot more resettlement into entrepreneurship and uh, self-employed. There is, 
I think there's very little currently there's X forces that do a really good job. Mm. Um, I know they do. Um, and obviously after that, there's really not, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple that I don't know about. You just yeah. don't know about them, about them all. Um, but there's the army needs to have a formal set of training there. Um, and I know they've obviously got like the traditional partnerships with like the CTP yeah, um, career transition partnership thing that is, but you know, like how old school is that? How, you know, what, you know, they're just doing, I mean, they're doing an all right job, I assume, but I'm also assuming that they get paid an absolute ton from the MOD. Yeah. Uh, to do what a career fair in Catterick, um once every six months. And really like the blokes that are in the blokes and women, obviously who are yeah. coming out now, are in such a good place to be able to get into entrepreneurship and self-employment or starting their own business. The, the MOD has to like form ties with somebody. Mm. Um, and I think that maybe, you know, veteran owned is, is, is awesome. I absolutely love yeah. it. Um, yeah. Maybe they're not going to be, maybe that's not going to be the best place um, to sort of go and to learn, but you yeah. know, maybe there has to be something that's like CTP or some sort of, a bit like X Forces, but on a more yeah. level that's actually you know, tied and has a traditional partnership. And you know, the the MOD should one hundred percent should tell people anyone that's going into um, self employment or entrepreneurship should tell them about Veteran Owned UK. It's such a strong community that you just know everyone's there for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. They just they just really need to get on board with it and and realise people don't want to do the traditional employment options anymore, or they. No. And for me, I, I sort of see it like this. Um, this is how it comes. It's like we're there. It's almost like the veterans are the, are the army's dirty little secret. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, we'll let you come along on D-Day and come along on Remembrance Sunday. But um, if you can just sort of square yourself away forever yeah. um, and, don't, and don't darken our doors. Um, you know, I obviously I'm, I live next to Catwick Garrison and... Um, I've tried and I've given up now. I'm like, yeah, that's obviously not going to happen. So I'm not going to bother, but I've tried and tried and tried and said, you know, all them, all them blokes you've got on the weekend who have nothing to do. We'll go around filling each other in down Harry's. Um, why, why don't you give them to me? Do you know what I mean? Like, why don't you, um, I'll happily take people out. Do you know what I mean? Leadership, navigation, fundamentals of like NCO-ness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm ex, ex forces as well. So like, I won't be intimidated by a lot of like, lads from ITC like going mental in the minibus um, <laughs> and it's just like nah 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 we're just we're just just don't ever ring this number again and like fair enough but they are missing a trick and instead of like being brought to the party they need to come to the party and say well that guy owns a tea a, a tea company he owns a coffee company this guy's running an adventure company this guy over here is, a, is some master woodworker he's a massive entrepreneur in social media and it's like you know, maybe we should be getting these blokes in and saying, you know, when you left, did you manage to get on the rigs and earn 90 grand for, for two weeks work? No, nah, yeah, I didn't yeah. actually. Now, funny thing you mentioned that. Um, yeah, me four-week course to be a plasterer. Yeah, never actually paid off because you have to, like, spend years in the trenches becoming, like, anything decent. Yeah. All oh, right, Jen. Oh, f- right. Um, right, well, there's some wind farm uh, courses going next week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, mate. It's true, and people don't. They just use the same old stories um, and the same old courses that mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times are not fit for purpose. There's a couple nope. of courses that I've heard about that the army or the MOD or CTP, whatever yeah. the lot of the MOD um, are pushing across. Like, I think it was um, maybe 
electrical apprenticeships, but like Lint. a crash course that was like, you know, a good, <laughs> which in the grand scheme of things to be qualifying that is not a lot. But the reason it was not a lot was because it yeah. was absolutely terrible and normal employers would not employ anybody with this qualification because mm. it didn't anything and they'd just been smashed through it and they just knew how to answer tick boxes on a, on a questionnaire. Yeah. But they need to get, get amongst it and just sort of train, change that traditional line, what they're doing at the minute of just, yeah, this looks like it'll work. We'll just package, package this box and move it on and yeah, resettlement ticks. It doesn't work like that. There's a massive problem with PTSD, veteran suicide, veteran yeah. settlement and getting veterans jobs in Civvy Street. And, you know, you can almost guarantee that, and the, the, that happy bloke who's, you know, albeit is absolutely threads with the army, but has signed off. Yeah. Got a million, you know, different things that he's thinking about. Yeah, I might do this, this or this. You talk to him a year later when he's resettled or six months later, and he's not got a clue what's going on. He's had to get a minimum wage job. Yeah. I've heard it. It's, like, it might, it's definitely not true for everybody, but I've definitely heard it more than oh. times in the last couple of years. It, and they have to start again. They have to make those mistakes immediately after leaving for yeah. maybe three years and then start building their actual career up and you can shorten that down massively mm. by actually having a decent resettlement program that's based in 2019 and 2020 and not in the 80s which it is <laughs> yeah and like don't get me wrong no one's leaving and i certainly didn't leave and think yeah i, I still want to sort of be on the army's tit um but you are literally and this is what people have got to realize is once you hand the id card in that's it you're done do you know what I mean? And, and it, it, you know, your, your friend circle doing issues and all of a sudden you've got, you've got all these new things that you've got to take on board. And then you're like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how my mates getting on. And it's like, ah, oh, it, you're out. Do you know what I mean? And you're right. I mean, there's so many people that I've heard of and, and, it, and it sort of happened to me when you get out, you have these crazy aspirations of just like, booling in somewhere and saying, oh, yeah, I was on Hurricane, mate. When do you want us to start? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, um, well, it doesn't really work like that, mate. All right, sound. And I'll just take 50 grand a year then. All right, how does, uh, how does 7.25 an hour sound? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, it, it is true, man. Um, no, come on, the MOD. Sort your life out, you know what I mean? Um, you, you, you employed Capita to do the worst recruiting advertisement ever. They won a they won an award for that, you know. Recently, they won an oh. award at Cannes Film Festival for that. Off who? Off who? I can, I think. I'm really not Jesus. sure. Jesus, we yeah. won an award from the French. That should that should have been that should have been last, should it? Like been, <laughs> yeah, been there. They just won an award for that. So well what do you call him? Uh, Sean Bean, who played Sharpie, was Fred as he was like, I don't believe it. <laughs> I, don't oh, I absolutely love Sean Bean. I, <laughs> yeah. I love Sharp. I think it was brilliant. Yeah, Sharp was proper old school, wasn't it? You know what I mean. Sharpie. Yeah, you couldn't go in the battle looking shit state. <laughs> no, it over, it? I think they should, I was thinking they should do a couple more. I think they should bring it back. Because yeah. 2006 was like the last shot, yeah. which isn't really that long, is it? You know, 15 years-ish, well. No, no. No, it's not the thingy. Um, so I want to touch on, while we're talking about uh, this sort of stuff, I want to sort of swing it back to the Lake District. Yeah. Um, you've made a very bold move and you acquired a group called I Love the Lake District, which was a group I used to avoid, like Reactor 4 in Chernobyl after, after the meltdown. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But now um, you've took a different approach and hard work and a bit of persistence. It's starting to pay off, isn't it? Do you want to sort of explain to people that yeah. process? Yeah, so I mean, we didn't acquire it. It was really by accident. So yeah. 
one of the the old admins basically couldn't um, deal with it anymore. Yeah. Um, because it was just too big. It was just way too large, and it was basically eating itself. Yeah. Um, and it was becoming a bit of a nightmare. And I was mates with one of the admins. All right. Um, and they they asked me like, would you come and like help and um and admin it? Because obviously a little bit of a background in yeah online communities and stuff. And I said, yeah, sure. Um, and they just sort of thinned out because it was just ridiculous. <laughs> they just couldn't do it. Um, you know, they were happy when it was, you know, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000. But yeah. when it got past a hundred, you know, 110,000, it's just got to a point where it needs just something else a little bit. Um, and yeah, so I said, yeah, I'll help out. And yeah, we just kept doing that. And, um, yeah, so just been, um, working on that and trying to, trying to build it into something good for the community, the local community, um, that adds, adds value and, and does some pretty cool things and just sort of weeds out all of the, because there was definitely, you know, like oh. negative people in there for, for a lot of the time. Um, and it's always the 0.1% that are going to ruin it. Yeah. The other 100 and, you know, 19,500 people that are in there. Um, but oh, yeah. the, like, the whole community is taking it um, like really well and they've been really helpful. And um, we've done some really cool things, some like cool giveaways, some cool competitions, some cool yeah, comps and stuff like that giving away meals and uh, all that sort of stuff uh, and you've a newsletter and stuff you, you've mean you've been bold where before anyone who had a business wouldn't you couldn't even dare mention it do you know what i mean but now you actually there's like now like a segregated slot isn't it where you can sort of say right who's got what in the lake district and i've seen it and it and it the thread always explodes and, it, and it's good to see um you've done well and obviously you have to be quick to jump on negative people because they they are literally just there to cause that, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Like they oh, are just yeah. there to to create an argument, and then it, I've seen threads just descend into chaos, where there's like blokes in T fives traveling up the M six to fight each other on top of uh, cat bells. Do you know what I mean? Like it just yeah. it just gets crazy. But what's um what's sort of the the plan with with that? I mean, it's it's from what I've seen, it's moving in a very very positive way, and I think it's just going to be more of the same. Yeah, so that that's it basically. Keep it in a positive way. Um, don't let the you know any, the mm. 0.01% take it over and turn it into a bad place again. Keep it in mm. a good place um, and use it for something that serves the community well. Of 120,000 people who love the Lake District, use it for that, and you know figure out what the the benefits that we can do in the community with it is. Um, so yeah, that's it. It's endless, isn't it? It really is. Um, oh, cool. Obviously. You, you have got entrepreneurship down because you've got it down to a T, which will take me on the tactical T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so tactical T has a really good following, doesn't it, on, on sort of Instagram and stuff, and you always have great engagement. Um, yeah. The branding, for those who don't know, I don't think there's much things better branded than tactical T. Um, where did that come from? Because that, uh, that is special, that. Um, well, thank you, firstly. Um, yeah. But that really came from my own head. Right. Um, so I, which it sounds like stupid, but but genuinely it did. And the sort of story behind the whole messaging and the branding and mm. things that we showed um, came from when I was trying to do a couple of other things, like Genkit Exchange, um, right. a couple of other like for, like um, online businesses that I was doing before that. Um, I didn't know how to 
talk to people online. Like you don't like yeah. going from a, a bloke in a block to running a business online. It's really hard <laughs> to convey your messaging and like the stuff that you want to get across. Yeah. So I like my default was to try and sound like what I thought people wanted me to sound like. Mm. And that's what I did with the first couple of things. And it, it, and it went all right. And that always gets you to a baseline yeah, of yeah. neutrality. Um, you know, it's not, not really good, but it's not really bad. It just sort of gets the point across and that's it. Um, when I created Tactical T, um, I, I really, the idea, you have to sort of know a little bit about it, but the idea came from, um, well, a gap in the market, I noticed, because there was about 15 military coffee companies, um, <laughs> nobody was doing tea. And I was like, why is nobody doing tea? Um, yeah. And I mean, I tried to give the idea away to a couple of my friends and I said, look, someone should do tea. It, you know, it's a good idea. Nobody's doing it. You know, jump on it quick. And everybody said, oh, it won't work because of X, Y, and Z. And it putting barriers up. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll do it instead. So I used that like negativity to just sort of do it and show them that, you know, it, look, you could have done this. You just had, had to have a different mindset. Um, and with that, because I sort of created it from, from that stance, I made it exactly how I wanted it. And yes. all the stuff that you see and the messaging that you hear and pictures and the words and all the way the posts are written are written to serve me because that's how I like. And that's just me yeah. talking. That's just the pictures that I like and the way that I like to talk. If you go on the website and read the main description about the tea um, or the, the, sorry, the item description for um, Blitzbrew, like yeah. that is that is me that's what i find funny and like it's just a weird story that doesn't really make any sense but i like <laughs> it it's funny and people really like it and the emails that you receive when you make an order all sort of follow mm. on from that it's like a whole story um about you know the german Volkswagen jumping out <laughs> into italian armored train or yeah, jumping out of planes into italian armored trains and yeah. killing, uh, in the reichstag it's just it's just weird and it's just me having a couple of coffees and just writing what the hell I want to write because I could and I had fun with it. And that's where I learned that whatever you should do, you should always have fun with. Um, and as long as you have fun doing it, it's effortless and it's natural. And yeah. and what I was doing before wasn't any of those things, but this tactical tea was, it was effortless. It was natural. It was easy to do a Facebook post because I wrote it how I wanted to write. It didn't matter what anybody else wanted to see. Yeah. And it just yeah. happened that the blokes, you know, the way that I was sort of um, put the message across and was talking was after six years in the army. And that's exactly the same as 150,000 other people talk. And they just get it because that's, they're like, hey, that's how I talk. You know, that's what we say. Um, mm, no, you're right. And there's, sort of click. there's two, there's a lot of people, um, who, who I've met sort of social media and they never quite live up to the profile. Do you know what I mean? Like you always think, oh, okay. Like me on a normal day, I'm probably like social media wise, I might dial it up a couple of notches, but you wouldn't have to spend too long with me, especially when I'm in like full Eagle attack mode in the Hills where it's just like, <laughs> it just goes bonkers. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, yeah. just, I, 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 well, I've bought a duck whistle now. I've got like this duck whistle and if yeah. there's someone like beefing at the back, I just get the duck whistle out and I start doing the duck whistle and, <laughs> and, everyone, and everyone just loves it. Do you know what I mean? And like, I headed out last week in Ben Nevis and people were like, you are absolutely mental. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 
for me, it's very cool that the person that they see online when they meet you in the car park, it's the same person. It's like, because I've met yeah. so many people, I'm like, do the thing. And they're like, oh, I, I don't do it. I'm like, ah, oh, fuming. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, you just, I think it's just all about being honest and authentic and just be who you are. Like, yeah. I've, I've, I've asked a few people to come on the podcast, like who, I'd, who I thought would like literally, like, you know, take my door off my hinges, do you know what I mean? And like say, right, times the fucking podcast starting um but i've been like proper like oh um what it is right like yeah here we go do you know what i mean like i'll pull get me sandbag out here we go stories coming on um, yeah. and i'm like oh wow all you have to do is talk about you do you know what i mean sell sell you um but you've been like you have been as 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 i say that tactical t do you know what i mean like um people who understand the army there's a certain humor and like i always have a giggle when i when i say the the tactical T stuff and the artworks second and none. Who does the artwork for you? It was, um, so originally it was a, um, a guy in America called Ben Cantwell. Um, and it was a mixture of, um, I drew up probably, so this is all sort of going months ago now. So all yeah. I focus on, so obviously I've created loads of different things, but the only thing I focus on at the minute is Bianc. Yeah. 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 But like, so at the minute, um, Ted, who's my co-founder on Tactical T, he sort of, he does all the um, drama yeah. and he sort of runs the whole business with a couple of others who are involved now. Um, but yeah, so back in the day, it was um, a guy called Ben Campbell originally. Um, mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, it was my girlfriend at the very start because um, she was a graphic designer. She could do a little bit. All right. um, and then we moved it on to um, the actual logo, the logo that you see now, the Tactical T and Tommy. Um, mm-hmm. was back in the day was Ben Cantwell and he's an American um, ex-Marine he's a paramedic oh, wow. um, and he's really big over in the US and sort of for graphic design and if you want a logo or anything or any sort he's of a gadget. chances are he's your guy yeah, um, right. I asked him I drew him like some really basic specs and requirements of what I wanted and what I thought actually I didn't even do that I think I just told him what I wanted I was <laughs> like mate this sounds really cool I really like it old school World War 2 guy looks like the personification of Tommy Atkins from the World War One poem, yeah. low sideburns, Ali Helmer, he's got a tie, he's got a cigar, his yeah. knuckles are bruised because he's been scrapping, he's got big yeah. ribbons in the background. Um, and yeah, and he went and made it into a real thing, and, and what you see now, which was awesome. But then, wow. it went from that, and a guy got in touch called Dan Fay. I definitely got to give him a shout out, because he really yeah. does solid Dan Fay illustrations. Um, and he got in touch with us and said... No, I think we wanted another thing making. I wanted some small edits doing to the tactical right. logo. And he said, um, and he got in touch and said, yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to do it. And then we mentioned the thin brew line, which is the, the police tea. Yeah. Um, and he came up with the uh, um, Bobby, you know, which yeah, is our yeah. brew. Yeah. And sorry, which is our thin brew line um, brew. <laughs> and he came up with Bobby. And I was like, Jesus, mate, I wasn't expecting this. I just thought, you know, we were going to change like, give him a hat or something. Yeah. <laughs> he created yeah. that, which is almost identical in style to Hotmail's yeah. original. Um, so I think they're, you know, they're really good. The artwork is amazing, but we're actually going to play on that. So some of the guys who are doing the um, the more creative style of it at the minute with Ted, they've got some really good ideas that they're pushing forward with, which develops on, plays on the characters and stuff like that. Brilliant. Yeah, and no, it looks... see what they come out with. No, it looks, it looks great. Uh, right, mate, we're absolutely smashing through this. Um, so we're going to move on now to uh, the five watts. The five um, watts. Five watts. Um, so the first one, mate, what's the greatest advice you've been given? So 
is it what's the greatest advice that I've been given that I want to give or the just great- what someone said to you and you thought okay now that's squared away do you know what I mean like that's you know I mean that's uh, screwed the nut or whatever the classic sayings are yeah um, so so the best so the best advice that I ever got that I would definitely disperse again is if somebody recommends a book read it mm-hmm because people don't do that. You'd say, oh, this is a really good book. Like, I think it's, you, you should read it. And they go, yeah, cheers, dits. And then, <laughs> then you should yeah. never do that. Because if somebody's read a book, they've been compelled to use yeah. their voice box to yeah. tell you that it's really good and that you should read it because it relates to something in your life. What what um, book is it? Is it 10X by Grant Cardone, by any chance? <laughs> it isn't, no. <laughs> Jimmy Grant Cardone, text 10. <laughs> it isn't, no. Um, the most read book in the in the universe. I know, yeah. No, it isn't. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's loads of stuff. So if if somebody recommends you a book, read it, and that was the best yeah. thing I ever heard. No, fair play. Um, second, what what's on your bucket list, either personal or business? Um, so personal is learning to surf. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a massive one. It's not. No, a- no it's fair enough. Thing, but um. I don't know, it's something I always wanted. My girlfriend was a, um, a lifeguard, for, like beach lifeguard for ages. Oh, right. I was cool. surfing, her dad does. Oh, no, and her brother can. Um, and I was down in Cornwall not long ago. Um, and, yeah, I think it's really cool, and I want to learn to surf. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's one of those like, sort of like awesome side skills, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into, like, like, van life, and I've had a load of camper vans and stuff. So. Yeah, don't blame you. Well, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the way to be. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, what's what's been your toughest day? So, so you mentioned this earlier. You mentioned very briefly, and mm. I've sort of had outlines it, but I haven't got any outlines for toughest day. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've. I don't really think I've had any incredibly tough days. Have like you that. never had to do back to back PFTs after you've been on the piss on a Thursday night? <laughs> yeah, that'll be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, because like when I think yeah. tough, I don't just feel like, oh, you know, yeah. I think all fizz should be discounted because tough fizz. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different. So, but like genuine tough days, like life-changingly tough. Like I really mm. don't think I've had any. I've been really lucky with everything in my life. Um, That's fair enough. Answer, I mean, you know, I've had some like rough times on exercise and stuff. Like just, but who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably... There's probably a couple of days in there on some sort of exercise that was particularly, you know, nailed. I think, well, I think a lot of people, um, when, they, when I give them that question, for me, like, a, I, personally, I, I probably would struggle with that question as well. But yeah, I, I think, do. like, whenever there's been, like, a big failure or, you know, you've made a complete hash of a decision or, you know, something that's really sort of detrimentally affected your, your well-being or your life and thought, oh, that was, like, a shocking decision. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and and a, a guy who I had on a few weeks ago, um, the guy Hardmiller's guy, John Steele, proper robust, super tough character, ex-para from like back in the day. Um, he mentioned that he ran an event and then sort of the weather like just took like a ridiculous change mm-hmm. and like the whole event had to be cancelled and like Mountain Rescue got called and then like Jeremy Vine, the beefer, like did like a like a, a slot on the on the events and oh should the event organizer be like da 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 and he talked about how like it really got to him do you know what I mean and I was like wow and I thought like I just thought like a bloke like you just say you know choose it but like do you know what I mean and it's sometimes it's funny to hear like what persona of like a certain sort of type of bloke um, 
the, what can like cut straight through them. So it's it's a it's a different one. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair enough. If, bit of a beast, can't he? At times, he can really go in on people. Well, um, yeah, he, he certainly he, he's a type of blog in there. He, he's getting eleven minute PFT all day long. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, Thirty-nine. Yeah, he's a proper. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, toughest day. I don't know. I've nothing. You know, just apart from the normal, um, nothing like ridiculously springs to mind. No, it's it's fair enough. Um, so number four, uh, what's been your happiest day? Um, so probably for me would be so before I started because what happens when you sign up yourself and you head to like entrepreneurship or business. (laughs) self-employment you're constantly working um and you're constantly i don't want to say use the word grind because it's so yeah day, but you are <laughs> it's like that day that you finally decide or to you know to start hitting the gym um seriously you're never good enough you know what i mean mm, yeah. and you always you're always chasing something um and for me that's what it's been like in entrepreneurship and um in business the day that I started, which I didn't know was the day, but the day that I started that, it's just been a complete whirlwind of learning new things every day and everything's pivotal, uh, everything's pivotal and everything feels like the world's crumbling and crashing down on you. And then you have the next day and it's really good um, and you know it, it goes really well. Um, but probably the happiest day was before all that, and I don't mean this in like a sad way, and was before all that because now, if I'm in a van, you know, what I'm going to say, or if I was um, this scenario, but now I know that I'd be thinking about um, Bianca and how we could make yeah. improvements and what changes we could make and what we're doing wrong, being self-critical and am I working, um, you know, effectively and um, am I making the most of the time? I'm working on the right things and um, all that sort of stuff. So you're always self-critical and I find it really hard to switch off at the minute. No, it's, um, but that... back in the day, before all that, when my leave was leave, yeah. Um, I had a camper van and me and my girlfriend drove from Newcastle to the south of France. Oh um, wow. At one point there was there was one campsite. So that whole like two weeks was like amazing and a really good time. But um there was one night which was really nice, like near a river on a campsite, amazing. It was raining. Um the we were watching I think Band of Brothers um on like the T V in the camper van in the small camper van we had that ham yeah. me and my dad hand built. Um wow. And yeah, we were watching it, just like chilling out, just like with a maybe like kind of like bottle of wine or something like that, and just yeah, having yeah. time. And then um, the, the last post played, and we were like, oh, "What?" Wow. But like th- the campsite played it as like because uh, we're in the Ardennes, I think. Um, nice. But well, yeah, near there, and I thought, "Oh yeah, let's watch Bar- um, <laughs> Band of Brothers," obviously for that reason. Yeah. yeah, and then the last post played, and he was there. The rain was on the roof, and it was just oh, so nice. Wow. Um, so that was like I do think back to that and like God, that was a really good time. So maybe that was one of the happiest points. Anyway, ah, fair play. Um, the final what? What's next for the Miller Empire? Uh, <laughs> so I mean, so Bianc, Bianc is a hundred percent. Bianc is absolutely everything at the minute. Um, we've got so much to do, um, and it's such an exciting time with it all and the things that we can do and the ideas that we've got and the implementation and the plans that we're executing. It's all really, um, really, really exciting. And that's what's next, basically. It's, it's knuckling down and working hard at that. That's how um, it has to be. Yeah, and, and, and just grinding through it. I'm used, I've said grind twice. I've, I've heard. 
but yeah, just just grinding through the work and just uh, and just making sure that we're doing the right stuff and we're, we're listening to outdoor leaders and outdoor providers and giving um, end users and customers who go on the adventures the best adventures possible um, and doing them right by getting the right stuff out to them. So that's it. That's what's next, man. Nah, mega. Um, Alex, our time is drawn to an end. Index has been called. Um, mm. I thank you very much for your time. And um, before you go, um, I just want to sort of say, uh, Alex has touched on some really good points there. If someone recommends a book to you, don't just give it lip service. Find that book and read it. Who knows? There might just be something in there that makes you think, yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go full on that, five and twenties. Um, and if you're going to go online, don't try and be an average someone else. Just be the person that you are and, you know, don't try and force the likes. Just be yourself and what'll be, what'll be. Um, before you go, Alex, where can people find Beyond and um, so they can all, find all the other endeavours? Uh, they can find uh, Beyond at www.beyond.com. We're on Instagram at Beyond underscore adventures. Yeah. Um, Twitter at Go Beyond and Facebook is just Beyond. Um, awesome. So yeah, go check it out. Um, we've got tons, 306 or 305 adventures on the platform. Um, and you can find me and all my stuff that I'm doing with Beyond and building that sort of a little bit behind the scenes uh, on Instagram mainly. So Alex underscore Joe underscore Miller, um, and you'll be able to see what's coming up next for Beyond and sort of a little bit of uh, behind the scenes for that. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Alex Miller from Beyond. Uh, next week on the Eagle podcast, we're going free diving. Jenny Hind, entrepreneur, free diver. Um, got an unbelievable Instagram account. It's got photos swimming with sharks. Um, I was very, very impressed. So we'll leave it there with Alex. Alex, thanks very much, mate. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week in London. Thank you very much, mate. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.